There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Rest in peace, Jim Harbaugh. And also J.J. McCarthy is QB3. It is I, Rob Hall, a.k.a. the conductor of the Coach Prime to College Station train. All aboard. And with me, as always, is AJ, bring back Dan Mullen, Marchese. That's a, that's a genius hire right there, Rob. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who whaled, bailed, and sailed during week 11 of college football. Let's do it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving out to Casey, maybe Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team, let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Zippy, the female mascot of the University of Akron. Zippy is a kangaroo and was chosen by a committee in 1953. The school's nickname, Zips, is a shortening of zippers a pair of rubber overshoes, and a brand name of the B.F. Goodrich Company of Akron. Wait, but why is it a kangaroo? Okay, there's no reason. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's who brought this episode to you. Thank you, Thank Zippy. Um, we got, we got some, some housekeeping. Fired coaches. Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher, Mississippi State's Zach Arnett, San Diego State's Brady Hoke, who retired, but he got fired. We all know that. And Boise State's Andy Avalos. Uh, enjoy, enjoy retirement, Coach Hoke. Sailing into the sunset. He'll come out of retirement with Michigan. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that'll be soon. Michigan always needs uh, him. We want, we want Jamie Chabble to Mississippi State. Yep, he's already there, so it's all good. Check the tweets. We want Kirby or Kellen Moore to Boise State. Uh, yep. We want Brennan Carroll to San Diego State. <laughs> Correct. And Coach Prime to Texas A&M. Amen. No, Dan Campbell to a Realistic. Oh, yeah. Forgot, I forgot about that one. Dan Campbell and or um, Dan Mullen to all of these jobs. Um, oh no no no! Joe Judge to Mississippi State was another good one. That is a good one. I'm sure they be, will be clamoring to bring him in. Bruce always has a good list, and then you get to the end, and he's just he just picks like the most absurd ones that you can like kind of make an argument for. It's the best part of it. I think that's what he writes them for, though. Like I, I think it's a little tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. King. Okay. Um, oh no no no! The other good Boise State one. Um, um, Bringing back uh, Brian Harson. Yeah. Hey. Just everyone's retreading. 
<laughs> San Diego State's got to bring back Rocky Long. Just do it. Even though Brady was a retread. If they, they can only retread. Uh, anyway, let's get into uh, – we got a pair of senior bowl announcements. Two small school guys. First off, Jalex Hunt, the uh, Houston Christian, formerly Houston Baptist of, uh, of um, Bailey Zappi fame, uh, commits 6'4", 240-pound edge rusher who by all accounts is like a freak show athlete. Um, eight TFLs this year. Don't know a whole lot about them, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm always in on small school guys who put up numbers and are super explosive athletes. I'm glad that Nagy's sticking to the roots here, and even though you know you can get juniors, still going with the small school guys. Appreciate that. And then the other guy, another small school guy, Willie Drew of Virginia State, a corner. Um I believe he's a James Madison transfer who uh, people people are saying, like, this is the guy you're going to fall for. Um, six interceptions this year, 16 PBUs, stat stuffer. I feel like we always get some good small school mm-hmm. corners. Definitely. It's, it's a signature of the senior bowl, in my opinion. Who, who's the last Virginia State player you, uh, you could name? Because I got one. Oh, I don't know. Give me initials. Cannon. Oh, sorry. Oh, Trenton Cannon. I wouldn't have got it. TC. I wouldn't have had it. S- sixth round pick. I forgot what. I forgot Trenton Cannon was uh, Virginia State. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I like that. Like we've so far, our senior bowl accepts this two Kansas State guys and two <laughs> two small school guys. That's that's how you build a senior bowl roster. Like period. Amen. Let's get into our week eleven. College football superlative. Start with best freshman. What do you got? Uh, I think the best freshman I saw this past uh, Saturday had to have gone to uh, maybe the best team I saw this past Saturday. That's the reigning two-time champs, Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, the guy that's looking like maybe the next great Bulldog linebacker in C.J. Allen, who was uh, starting with uh, Dumas Johnson out, and he was just an absolute monster. And I did think, like, maybe a little earlier there was a couple, like, maybe he was finding his footing, and then once he got into the rhythm of the game, he was, he was an animal. Nine tackles and a sack, and it was just kind of all, all over the field. Um, you know, like 6'1", 235, I believe, so kind of in that in that mold of the Georgia speedy athletic linebackers, but still, you know, well-built for NFL. Um, yeah, he looks like a monster. I think clearly he's going to be the next top dog, no pun intended. I'm going uh, with a guy who may not end up, like, some great prospect, but how about Arizona quarterback Noah Fafita, who's just had a fantastic year since coming into the lineup yeah. for injury, Jaden Delora. Really fun, kind of in that run-around, small quarterback mold that's that's always going to have us excited. Um, redshirt freshman who just kind of came out of nowhere and is stacking games. Um, they beat Colorado this past week. He had, it wasn't even his best performance by any means. It's just like, feel like we we got to bring him at some point. And I love Favita, yeah. Didn't he, he's he's so Zona is on such a tear. They played uh, number seven Washington at the time to a one score game. They took number nine USC at the time to triple OT. Should have won. They upset number nineteen Washington State. Upset number eleven Oregon State. Upset number nineteen UCLA, and then just won at Colorado. Like that's been their last um, seven games this season. Those are all the seven games he's played in. As the primary quarterback, like this guy, 
I know they have no money left at the University of Arizona. They might need to cut football. Yeah, but <laughs> this might be their two last games in program history. But man, uh, Noah Fafita is going to be a heck of a, a quarterback for a, uh, I guess a Big Ten and or Big Twelve school. Um, yeah, no, this whole I love the whole young Zona offense like that. But Fafita is yeah, a Jonah ton of Coleman fun. was. Jonah Coleman ran for a buck seventy nine against Colorado on eleven carries. No, what's the receiver? McMillan, the receiver, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and he's le- he's, he's legit, 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 legit. Yeah, yeah. But Coleman's like legit, legit in my heart. But yeah, no, all three of them dogs. Very fun. Coleman's gonna be a CLC hawk. <laughs> Lock it in, baby. Um, similar idea, but not as good. Speaking of dogs, uh, filling in for uh, <laughs> for Riley Leonard. I just I've enjoyed watching Grayson Loftus, Loftus play. He just got the got something to him. He's so gutsy. Went toe to toe with Drake May. Uh, obviously fell in OT. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something to Loftus. He both times I've watched him come in, he's just just got something to him. I'm I'm saying this like semi seriously. The passing game was better with him than with Riley Leonard. It, it might be. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I'm not saying he's a better prospect or anything like that. I'm just saying like the offense runs better. You said it. Amen. Otherwise, they're just running like QB power with Riley. He, he Loftus is going to look really good in the Burgundy of A and M when he falls Elko next year. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> Stole that for me. All right, that's it. I, I only I only have one best freshman. That's me. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me too. All right, best sophomore. I'm going to go to your Michigan Penn State game. Um, I got a guy on both sides on the defense. Um, Will Johnson. He's just every week. Yeah. I feel like th- this is the next great Michigan uh, defensive prospect. What say you? Yeah, he's a Leon Hall 2.0. You said it. Like, he's so long. He's so good. so fluid. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Drew Aller's also just not good. But, like, man, anytime he went towards Will Johnson, it, it was either a totally off throw or Will Johnson's fun of the ball and breaking it up. Yeah. Um, other side, uh, I thought the Penn State pass rush overall played really well. Yeah. Um, and their sophomore, Danny Dennis Sutton, 6'5", 258 pounds. Um, I thought he was on a tear, especially early in this game before Michigan stopped throwing the ball. <laughs> he had an early sight, just super twitchy, super long. And, like, keeping up with the other two Penn State edge rushers who are both potential top 100 picks. Yeah, like, Likely no. top 100 picks. Carter was uh, Carter kind of fell off, but he was really hot early too to throw into the Penn State well. But also, I, I also named uh, another Michigan sophomore in uh, their their interior defensive lineman Kenneth Grant, the big boy baby, six three three forty. I love Kenneth Grant, man. He just a <laughs> force in the run. Like he made a couple big run stops, and then yeah, you saw him chase down uh, Katron Allen from like thirty yards downfield and before that one effort. too. He- he had one where he chased, uh, I think it was Singleton, like mm-hmm. only like eight yards downfield. I was like, man, that's some hustle from a dude that big. And then he did the other one. Yeah. No, I, Grant's this. been really good this year. And he's just a man that size that's given that much effort. And, like, he looks like he can move pretty damn well. Uh, that's going to be, like, I think the next the next guy. they got a couple guys, but one of the next guys to watch next year. Um, and then my final one's Trevor Etienne. Mm-hmm. I think it's that. trying to ki- Yeah, go on. He was trying to carry the Florida offense in a shootout with Jaden Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> didn't quite come through. Couldn't couldn't put put uh, together touchdown drives every single drive like uh, Daniels can. But finished with uh, ninety nine on the ground and three scores. Um, he's quietly just been really yeah. 
good for like a confusing Florida offense. Very confusing, yeah. It felt like stretches in that game. Well, I mean, the whole game really. Like like when you're playing your buddy in NCAA and like <laughs> one of you guys is just doing everything with your quarterback and the other's just handing the ball off over and over. Yeah, Etienne really just kind of uh, tr- tried to do anything for that Gators team. I thought one other Gator was pretty good too, but more later if we get there. Um, yeah, Etienne's been Graham really Mertz. good this year. Sorry? Graham Mertz? Yeah, <laughs> shoot up the board, Grammy Mertz. Yeah, um, he had like some streak of not throwing interceptions and just getting NFL draft buzz. Amen. I'll throw one more. Um... Speaking of fun quarterbacks, how about Jalen Milrow? Like, he's becoming one of the most fun players in the country. Uh, I think you, you, what you call him, blue blood uh, Pat White to me last week or the week yeah. before. Like, and, he's he's legitimately, like, I, I don't want to put him on the little Mario Jackson level of quarterback, mm-hmm. r- rushing quarterback at the college level. But, like, he's the next tier down with, like, the Pat Whites and Jalen Hurts of the world where it's, like, any carry – could be a touchdown like he is such a twitchy sudden athlete but he's also physical he he's yeah. kind of he's, he's a strange build because i think he looks lean he's like, but he's yeah, not he looks lean but he's listed at like what 220 220 yeah. like and he but he looks so much leaner than that but he runs like he's 220 yeah no six and total touchdowns this week big arm and yeah, and he's clipped like are really come together for him. It, it wasn't long ago that he was he got benched in the USF game, I know. right? And now it looks like he's he might be like a forerunner for the Heisman next year. You know, going into the season, yeah. he has twenty eight touchdowns in nine games this year. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I thought that like his, his obviously a weapon and a half as a runner, but I think his passing like his it's just passing has come along big time too. Well, I mean, like even if you you just look at the sheer numbers. Um, mm. Like the the playing style feels like before he, he was only complete, either like putting the ball in harm's way or completing these massive deep yeah. shots. But now he's starting to really string together some games. And like LSU was the perfect example of what he can do as a runner. I thought this Kentucky game did a really good job showcasing him as a passer. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, it's a uh, he's exciting. It's most fun uh, Alabama quarterback in a while. I'll say it. Amen. Uh, amen. Huh? Uh-huh. He might be the the best Alabama quarterback in the NFL in a few years. <laughs> yep, probably, actually. <laughs> Weekday Warrior, I'm going to the back. I'm going to start with uh, Rashad Amos, the Miami of Ohio running back. Uh, ran for a buck 18, two scores, and a 19 nothing win over Akron. South Carolina transfer did not play very much at South Carolina. 6'2", 224, just banging between the tackles. Big physical runner. High-cut guy. Really... Uh, and like he, his SEC size and athleticism stands out in the MAC. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the stable of backs we got in the MAC this year too. It's a fun group. I feel like last few years we've got a good group. That's fun. Um, you always corner the MAC market, so I got to go to the ACC. That that's that's my home, Rob. Like like SMU. Um, so in that near upset of the Louisville Cardinals, how about Malik Washington? Yeah, that's my uh, transfer who popped on the scene, yeah. Northwestern transfer. Sorry, Rob. Yeah, Northwestern transfer. Um, as one would expect, the numbers have gone up huge <laughs> since leaving. 88 catches. I think that's best in the country. Nearly 1,200 yards receiving. Seven touchdowns tops, you know, near near top for all of that. Um, had 155 yards on nine and a touchdown last week against Louisville. Yeah, it did everything he could. Had that awesome, you know, scoop and score on offense. Which is like, what the hell is going on? Had that sweet, uh, I think you tweeted that one out, that sick, like, out and up for the big game down the yeah. sideline. 
had another like nice diving grab. Um, I, not that he's like a sleepery, but a little bit. But I think that's a guy like when he gets to one of the bowl games that people are gonna fall for. Like he's he's five he's five eight, but he's like almost two hundred pounds. So he got an interesting build. He's he's not he's short, but he's not slight, right? So kind of got some of that playmaker in him, and I think that's gonna yeah. be. I think he's gonna be a riser. I mean, he I is, but. I think he'll end up at, like, the East-West Shramble and really mm-hmm. start to boost. Maybe he's this year's DeMario Pop Douglas, mm. best Patriots receiver. Um, I, I, got, I got two more Mac guys. The combination of Bryce Houston and Key Thompson, the Ohio linebackers, uh, against Buffalo, it was a hard-nosed game. Those two felt like they were making every tackle. They combined for 25 tackles, 4.5 TFLs. Um, they're both just, like, the most Mac linebackers. Short, they're stocky, and they they hit you like a sack of potatoes. I love that. That's great. Uh, let's get to best prospect. Offensive prospect. Oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. You go first, please. I thought about it. I thought about it. I said, no, I, I could care. feel it. I could feel it. Uh, I'm going to stay in the state of Ohio, and that's why I want to. I want to go first, is because I'm I'm staying in the state of Ohio. Ohio State should be a MAC program. <laughs> Shut up. Agree. I mean, in, um, for you, yes, they should be. Uh, and I'm going with Marvin Harrison Jr. Fair enough. He remains He remains the truth. Um, coming off uh, one of his lower outputs of the season against Rutgers, but, I mean, it's Rutgers. Still had two touchdowns, but only 25 yards. Uh, against Michigan State, goes for a buck 49, two scores. Just kept separating deep, making big plays. He had the 19-yard uh, uh, TD run to It was just way um, too easy. <laughs> Everything just felt like he's playing yeah. at a different speed than the Michigan State. Michigan State looked like a Mac program playing Ohio State. They should drop um, down. It's not a bad idea for them. Nah, they're not cool enough for the minute. That's true. Um, but I mean, like on, on the end around touchdown, like I, he wasn't like really touched, but like the easy speed for yeah. a six four guy, I I just thought that was like he might not run sub four four four. I don't think. I don't think like, so either. But he'll run in the four fours. Really well. Yeah, and then the first the first touchdown grab was just like that's classic Marvin Harrison. Like good ball from McCord, by the way. Um, but <laughs> just was. the 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 ball tracking and the uh, the body control was just ridiculous. Um, a couple chain moving uh, little first down grabs too, and then the uh, the last touchdown was just easy peasy. Just everything felt. Like he's yeah. just playing a different sport than these guys. Like uh, on the on the second touchdown, he just uh, he stemmed outside like the DB froze and he just walked in. I I still believe. I think I know. The Heisman's still pretty open. I think it should go to Marvin Harrison. Like, CJ Stroud's pounding the table for him today. I I think Jaden Daniels has a real case, but it's hard to give it to a guy who's not competing for a playoff spot. Yeah, I agree. And I know Marvin Harrison's numbers aren't to the Devonta Smith level, but. I think he's the most talented and best player in, in college football, even if – yeah, I don't know. I'm biased. I, no, no, I think he should too. I he, He's my pick in the preseason, um, and he's still my pick. I mean, like we're talking about his speed. I mean, clearly a, a hell of an athlete, but it's not just like straight line. It's also like the tempo that he runs with, you know, like both in his routes and with the ball in his hands that just fuck you up and the smoothness and the suddenness, and it's just – he can throw so damn much at you, and you know you, you package that all into a six four, like you know two hundred pound plus frame, and it's uh it's freaky, it's absolutely freaky. Um, yeah, I, I, if I had a vote, which I don't, I don't know why, but I don't. Wait, you don't? Don't. I know you got yours uh, do. back yeah. in 08, but yeah, no. Yeah. Um, 
voted for Tebow, and then he said, "Keep your vote, sir." That's correct. Uh, yeah, uh, he's 07. I can't remember who 08 was. Uh, I don't remember either. That's bad. Anyways, nah, he'd be my vote. He'd be my vote too. Uh, who you got for offensive best offense prospect? Yeah, I feel like Marvin here. I, I consider Marvin here something like ah, oh, that's boring. Let's <laughs> I didn't even put him anywhere. Let's talk someone else. I think we talked about him last week. You brought him up, but um. In that Utah Washington game, I thought the top dog yeah. was Troy Fountainow. Fatanu. I still can't say his name. There's a I lot of say Rome. The, Rome was Rome was on my screen of the board. That's a monster. He was unreal. Three catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Was a monster. He's so much fun. Like, oh, Odunze's been so unreal this year. And he's been so much fun. Penix was great too. But I, I just want to talk someone else. You know, let's talk the Hog Mullets. I feel like the highlight of this draft. Is the hog mollies up front off of the tackle, which you know, more on that in a sec, and the receivers. But we got to start here. I thought, I thought, oh, I can't say his name, Tr- Big Troy just locked down that talented Utah pass rush. I know they've kind of cooled off a little bit, but still, that's there's some dogs there with you know, Ellis and company. I thought, like, you look, might be proving he can stick at tackle. I mean, he, he if not to me, off of, interior offensive lineman number one right now. But like he's showing that the he's got the feet to, to play tackle. He's quick as hell. Also, I know he's not tall, but his arms aren't he's, short. He's got long arms, yeah. And then I thought like in the run, like looked really good as a pass in pass protection. But in the run, I thought he just was a monster. Just like getting out low, rolling his hips, you know, generating a lot of power, moving guys, looking good when asked to like pull and stuff. He's just he was just a monster. But yeah, I think you could kind of pick your pick your husky there. But more fun yeah. to talk about the big boys. Well, that's, uh, yeah, it's two weeks in a row. Big Troy F's been he, top he, offensive prospect of the week. He was yours. Okay, I couldn't remember if he did or not. Yeah, it was it was him and... and uh, uh, oh, Talese Fuaga? Yeah. Yeah, right, 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 right. No, he's fun as hell. Turns out pretty good. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, my top defense prospect of the week. I didn't have, like, a blatant, blatant guy. I went with a combination of Penn State pass rushers, Chop Robinson, yeah. and Adisa Isaac because they forced Michigan to not throw. Um, <laughs> I put I put Isaac for shooting – sorry to step on your toes. I put Isaac shooting up, and I put Chop as – I'll play the box score for the same reason. Yeah. When I went and checked, I was like, wait, Chop has nothing in nothing. the box score? Yeah. And, and Isaac, three TFLs. Yeah. N- nothing about an eye at, but, like, man, I thought these guys were getting home. And well, they were. Yeah. They were like. Yeah. Go ahead. For, just for, they just ruining Michigan passing plays and is fine because Michigan just just were like, well, we won't do this anymore then. Okay. <laughs> um, but, man, Chop, Chop is so explosive. Yeah. And that I first step's ridiculous. Have, I think his hands have gotten better. And Adisa Isaac, I think, is just one of the most underrated edge rushers Agreed. in this class. And yeah. I thought he looked better against the run uh, than Chop did. They, Agreed. Like, they, they both took their lumps at times i mean that's gonna happen against this michigan run game but man like they're both just so explosive and well built and both had uh pass rush bags uh they were who, who's the michigan rate tackle barnhart Trevor Key? barnhart sorry they were just man chop was just taking him yeah. to task yeah yeah robinson was unblockable and he literally i think like I, I, isaac was great too but I think Robinson single-handedly just like okay, we're not running the we're not throwing the ball from the seven forty-seven mark in the second quarter on. Um, yeah, he got to JJ to force that like weird ass throw early in the game, but once they stopped throwing the ball, like yeah, it was it was just it was all because of him. And like he, I, I will, I agree with you. He didn't look great in the run. Took some lumps. I thought Isaac looked pretty strong in the run. Like you said, mm-hmm. had a couple of hiccups, but I thought better than um and, than Chop and three TFLs like I you th- mentioned. I, I th- I think with Chop, it was more 
um, like it wasn't like I, I feel like he was trying he was like misplaying things yeah. trying to make plays yeah shooting gaps and like just getting out of yeah. position yeah kind of yeah where yeah, Isaac yeah. is just like that guy he can like he's not the like he's six four two fifty four he's not the biggest guy but. You know, like, it, like you know, Barner's a really good blocking tight end. He was, like, kind of fucking just erasing him at times and throwing him and making plays. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I, I agree. Isaac is so underrated. Like, six, he's productive. He's six and a half sacks this year. That's a good number. Just love to see him. I, I think he should be at the Senior Bowl. At worst, I'd love to see him get that, you know, shrine chance, too. I think he'll be a riser through the process. It's just, like, yeah. everyone knows Chop, right? And it's kind of, like, people don't think of who's opposite. Uh, who you got for top two sets of prospect? Good, uh, good segue there because everyone knows Kool Aid, and people are starting to know who's opposite. And I put Taron Arnold as my top defensive prospect this week. He's a dog. Yeah, he's a fucking monster. I, he might, he might be corner one. He might be corner one. I mean, huge riser, obviously. Uh, kind of like really focused on him in the Kentucky game, and just like had an interception. It was just an unreal play. Just read the route so well. Stuck his foot in the ground, like, <laughs> right at the break, right as the ball's coming out of the hand. Jumped it, and, like, you know, it was outside the receiver's frame, too. Made a great, like, opposite shoulder. Made a great hands play. Just was unreal. I thought he also looked really, really, really strong against the run, too. And just, like, snap in, snap out. Looked really sticky, and I thought it was just a really complete corner performance from him. I think the more I see of him, the more I'm convinced he'll be drafted above Kool-Aid. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so too. I think they'll both end up in the first round, but mm-hmm. I think Tyrion Arnold is trending towards being like a top twenty-five pick. Yeah, I agree. And top top twenty potentially, and like I think Kool Aid's more of the back end of a first round pick. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I want to say more more tradey. I guess more tradey with Arnold, right? Yeah, I think so. Not that Kool Aid isn't very talented. But also, yeah. Yeah, no, Arnold is uh, awesome. So going to shooting up the board now, uh, we both have Roma Dunze. Yeah, the guys just the ability to play through contact is just ridiculous. Um, the fact that he's going to run sub four four, how big he is, contested catch ability, he is. I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to be top fifteen pick. Yeah, I agree with you. The I think the more interesting question is who's the second receiver off the board. I think Keon Coleman. I think I think I think Marvin Harrison. I think Keon Coleman's gonna be top ten pick, and then I think Adunze and Malik Neighbors yeah. are both potentially top fifteen picks, though. I think all four go top fifteen. Yeah, or like seventeen at the worst. I I agree I with think, you right now, but I I can see Adunze jumping Coleman. But like, um, correct me if you disagree, but I think all four of those guys could have been wide receiver one last year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I'm not. Maybe a, maybe it'd be a little more of a toss up. I think with Malik Neighbors and, and GSN. Yeah, I think it'd be cl- and you would say well, you would say, say top. Um, but yeah, I just feel like yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a really great junior receiver class. Um, speaking of, yeah, want to uh, just I start receivers? Put, I have like ten of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do it because uh, I also put just like the combination of the LSU receivers. Yeah. Like, uh, neighbors is someone I can't remember. Someone on the timeline was like, "He's DJ Moore," and that is I think that is correct. He's DJ Moore. He had a buck thirty-two, and at the same time, like opposite him is Brian Thomas, who is six-four, ridiculous, uh, straight line speed, body control, kind of George Pickensy, kind of like Adonai Mitchell, who's also George Pickensy, who's also on the shooting up the board. This you know, yeah. there's just so many. Yeah. 
It's a ridiculous receiver class. Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same. It's like, yeah, Brian Thomas is my headliner here, but it's like, yeah, Neighbors is really good too. It's just almost like he's been so consistently good, it's boring. Where, like, Thomas has been so, you know, like the biggest receiver, uh, rising receiver this year. And, like the size, the speed, the the deep threat ability. Um, I saw, like, the, what is it, the Christian Watson with hands comp. That one's kind of fun. Oh, that one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. I like the Christian Watson comp for uh, Troy Franklin a bit, bit better. A thinner Christian Watson is Troy Fl- Franklin with that game-breaking speed, get the ball in his hands, but some drops here or there. Uh, could do some major yak damage on, on like, um, manufactured touches. And then it's against USC. He takes that, that like, what, seven-yard pass? Yeah. Ball, it's like 80 yards for a touchdown. Had the dude just fucking spinning on the other one. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah. That was so nasty. I mean, like. I, I put Mitchell here, too. Let's just keep doing receivers. I mean, yeah, I mean Mitchell at the end of the game there. That was unreal. That was unreal. Like, Ewers just chucked it up, by the way. Rumors are Ewers going back. Some heavy rumors right now to throw that in there. Shit. But sealing the game against that furious uh, comeback, I mean, just kind of chucked it up. And what a fucking adjustment by Mitchell. And you know what's funny? Like, we're talking about Franklin, Odunze, and Mitchell, and they all had three catches or less. But they're just that, that freaky that... They're, the plays they're making are unreal, and uh, that's all they kind of needed from them. And the the Mitchell goal line wasn't like special; it was kind of like a goal line fade, kind of. But like, just how sudden he was, like getting off of his man and like tracking that ball and adjusting to finish was so impressive. <sighs> this receiver class is so much fun. It's so much, so much fun. Any other receivers? You yeah. Mention before we? Yeah, I got more receivers. I got three more. <laughs> um, wasn't lost in the shuffle to start, but obviously all that bullshit with the NCAA. Tez Walker's been so fucking good since he's come yeah, back. He it's been so good. And I just want to give him some love. It's 162 yards, seven catches. Maybe not at the top here, but his name is firmly should be firmly in the mix when we're talking receivers. Um, and two two low Ricky ones. This is the Gator I wanted to mention. Ricky Purcell's had a really nice season. There was a couple bumps at the start, but I think he's been the most, uh, outside of Etienne, he's been the most consistent Gator um, yeah, it's been really solid. That's a you know day three guy, but kind of interesting, and more of like a more of out of nowhere. Jordan Moore, the Duke receiver, they just kept feeding him all yeah. three touchdowns. Just on the on the fourth yeah. down when they freaking Gene Chizik decided to zero blitz. Yeah, and bingo. Yeah, more. I, this is kind of my first uh, first time I really zeroed in on, him, but I thought he was really impressive. Yeah, that's it for receivers. But damn, we could talk so many. And, and, and Moore's a former quarterback, FYI. He's got that vibe he's to him. A, you could tell. He started out as a, as a quarterback at Duke uh, as a freshman in 2021. could tell. He's got that s- um, smarts. I like him. Uh, you, you mentioned his receiver, but I'm going to put Drake May for shooting up the board. But I know it doesn't necessarily make sense, but I do think like the more games that happen, the more people are coming on to – Drake May is quarterback one. Um, and I don't think it has much... I don't think it's because, like, Caleb Williams is playing poorly. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because Drake May's doing some... Like, any sort of, like, box score-wise, he wasn't, like, incredible no. against Duke, but it's some of the plays he makes are just, like, insane. Yeah, like that like, one. the two-point conversion yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Like, the, the out-of-structure ability of a guy that with that type of uh, size and... Um, like I don't think he has like a a plus plus arm or anything, but it's an above average arm, and he he can really rip it when he needs to. And 
Some of the deep ball plays. He's he's someone said it. He's like Justin Herbert with more YOLO or something. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I think I think when we come draft time, it's going to be who has the first pick and pick your flavor between the two. And I can very much see it being May going first, being that like, you know, Williams isn't as dynamic in structure as May is, and May has not to the same extent, but has the ability to make the plays outside of structure. And I I think that's a good recipe for him being the first pick. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Drake is my quarterback one. Well, let's see. It's exciting. Stay tuned. That is the ball, but it could be uh, could be JJ McCarthy. Uh, no, but it maybe hey, maybe the third quarterback's Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix. Uh, I don't think it's Bo Nix, but those two also continue to boost their uh, draft stock. Yeah. Like Jaden Daniels, like just had became the only player in. In several history to throw for over 350 and run for over 200 in a single game, did against Florida. He's having a Heisman season. I feel like he's he'd almost be a Heisman lock if LSU wasn't hadn't lost three games. Even if he just beat Bama, like and he got knocked out of the game too. Even if they just beat Bama, I think he'd be like you know, you'd be you'd be in New York already waiting. I don't know. LSU's the best because they're the only team to if you bet. Uh, the over on them. They've hit the over in all 10 games this season. That's sick. By the way, sorry, let me just say this first. Jaden Daniels is my prospect who made me look stupid because I feel like I've, you know, kind of been on him and not really believing. In... But uh, chief amongst it, though, is that, like, I did not see that kind of athleticism from Daniels until this season. Like, I don't know. I just... He... <laughs> 234 yards on 12, 12 attempts, like, and two touchdowns. No, like... no. I... I uh... Someone said like he's on the Lamar Jackson level of runner. I, I don't know if I'm there with him, but like he is a game changing runner. He is such yeah. a fluid, ridiculous quarterback. Um, like I always knew he was a good athlete, athlete, but I never thought like that. Spe- like the speed, man. The, like, with the holy bird, fuck, yeah. yeah. I do wonder what his forty would be. Um, also, it's insane. He's the only player in NCAA history to throw for twelve thousand and run for three thousand in their career. That's nuts. That's nuts. Um, yeah, and and Bo Nix. I think Bonix the Heisman stuff's a little uh, too much. Yeah, I agree um, with you, because it, it's he's running that system to perfection. And I think, like, if you watch the game or like the four twelve four touchdowns against USC, a lot of his receivers are making <laughs> Tez Johnson and, and, and Troy Franklin yeah. ripping seven yard passes to turn them into fifty yard touchdowns. Um, but man, he is really efficient. I think he. He's run that offense well in structure. I think you see uh, the accuracy improvements with him. He's completing 77.7% of his passes, by the way. Like, I think Bonix is firmly a day-two senior quarterback. I'm not yeah, me too. first-round stuff or, or Heisman stuff. That's too much. But, like, he has certainly helped himself. This senior quarterback class is really good. This quarterback class in general is really good. I cannot wait to see these guys uh, at the senior bowl. Yeah, I agree with you. On, I agree with you on Nix. Yeah, I like – He's been so damn good this year, but he just doesn't have that first round level up kind of ability. Yeah. But but the NFL also needs the this quarterback class yeah. because like look at the amount of shitty rookie quarterbacks we're seeing and it's just ten, backups. Yeah, ten There's different quarterbacks. So many. Yeah. Like Tommy DeVito starting games like yeah. man, Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels and, and I don't know. Jalen Daniels. Pratt, like, yeah. Michael Pratt. So many yeah, like the NFL needs this quarterback class. There's at least 15 draft-eligible quarterbacks that are better than Tommy DeVito. Like, at least? More than that. More than Tommy that. Tommy DeVito wasn't one of the 30 best quarterbacks. No, I don't understand how that happened. Um, uh, I got two more. I got some more, too. Go ahead. Uh, Darius Robinson, the Missouri edge rusher. 
big, powerful, yeah, um, more of a, like kind of four i five tech kind of dude, six five two ninety, bullying the Tennessee offensive line, helping shut down the run game, helping to to fluster Joe Milton throughout that game. Mizzou is so much fun. They're a really fun team. I like watching them. It's like a team I like, I'm cheering for. And I thought they, they that was a clear win for the for the Tigers. Um. You know, can we go back to UNC for a second? I thought Bryson Nesbitt had a really strong game. Obviously, kind of yeah, touchdown was, was awesome. Good ball from Drake May, but that's just big dog. That's what you want to see from him going up in the corner. Strong hands, good athleticism. And made that, like, unreal catch interception play that got them down to the goal line before that. I thought that was a really impressive one. Um, I'm going to give – oh, I got a, I got a quite a few. There's a good – it's just a good week. Um this is a guy that I thought back to back weeks he was probably my runner up for outplay the box score, and uh, that's back to Washington. Braylon Trice, I think like almost quietly but not so he's he's really coming on, generating a lot of pressure. Didn't get home, had a TFL, uh, but like I think it, like he had like a, like a clear sack that he got held on and drew the call, if, and a couple more. Last pig, week he was unreal too. Yeah. If the pig farmer wasn't so elusive yeah. back in the pocket, Trace comes up with a couple sacks. Exactly. Um, and how about a couple a couple Bulldogs again? I thought the running game for Georgia looked great. Starting up front, I thought Cedric, excuse me, Cedric Van Pran played an awesome game. So did Tate Rattledge, too. I thought that duo, the whole the whole front was great. But um, not that Van Pran's getting forgotten, but still the love isn't there. And he's still one of the top centers in this class. And how about running back Kendall Milton? I, I thought he looked like he had more juice. One of his best games of his Georgia career. Um, still got that like hard running edge to him too. Running through running through tackles, 127 yards, two touchdowns. And uh, I'll throw one more one more name. That's just a guy that's a lot of fun. Sticking with a playoff contender. Uh, Florida State linebacker Kellen Deloach. Obviously, he's, he's pretty undersized, but he's so much fun with that explosiveness. And was just all over the field, um, kind of wrecking stuff for Miami. A couple sacks and a bunch of tackles. And that's it. We'll get, we'll get the hell out of here. Good week, though. All uh- right. I got one more, a little yes. off the beaten path. Utah guard Keaton Bills, I thought, was really good against Washington, handling that interior Washington defensive line. Looked really good getting out in space, kind of bullying. It's a good um, one. Had yeah. a couple of the ripped up in a couple of the big holes on the bigger Utah offensive plays. Um, but just to touch on all the Georgia guys you were just talking about on that offensive line, for sliding down the board, I had that Ole Miss pass rush, which has a bunch of guys who are like potentially draft, draftable Jared Ivey, Cedric Johnson, yeah. um, Isaac Ukwu, J.J. Pagus, Kari Coleman. They have a deep defensive line with NFL talent. And, man, Carson Beck was just – you could just stay back there all day. Having a cup of tea, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Again, I think the Georgia deep, uh, offensive line was so good. But, yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, I talked up uh, a Michigan interior defensive lineman. Let's talk one down. Chris Jenkins. Um, hey, prospect made me look stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't seem like he was on the field that much this week. He hasn't been that much this week. Like, I know they, they're getting up by so much, and they have, like, a yeah. good deep D-line rotation. But over the summer, I don't know if you remember, I was talking him up as, like, a potential, like, I think this guy's going to go in the first yeah. round. Yeah, I know a lot of people did. I mean, I, I thought he would be a top 60 guy for sure, and, like, I think when he's been on the field, he hasn't been bad, like by any no. stretch. But he hasn't made a leap, and I think you can say that about a couple of interior guys in this class. And um, yeah, it's been disappointing. Yeah, and the, just disappointing. The pass rush hasn't came on. And just if I can, if I can roll this into another guy, just to stick here, um, maybe the wrong week to do it with Leonard Taylor kind of game banged up a couple times against Florida State. But that's another guy that just hasn't really stepped up this year. 
I it's funny. I saw him in a first round of a mock draft recently, and I was yeah. like a little confused because every time I watch Miami live, it's not know, it's not sticking out. A big big impact. Yeah. Um, those are kind of my two of my headline guys here. I got a couple others, but go on. Uh, I put I put JJ McCarthy, Michigan. Oh please! Oh please! You're jumping on this? Oh my no. god! Uh, no, 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 no! I just wanted to bring it up because I think it is a interesting talking point. Um, I I don't think you can take much from this uh, this game just because their head coach died that day. Yeah, and, rest in peace, Coach H. Um, as I call him. But it was more of like Trump more recognized what was going on, and he could beat this nationally ranked team this other way, and it was fine. And they did a good job using it, utilizing JJ McCarthy's athleticism. They did, but yeah. I do, I do, I do wonder like, um, not I'm not saying it's like an impact how I view, but I do wonder if there are some some NFL teams that like they'll be like, well, in the big games they didn't because we know the NFL is stupid. If if this happens again in Ohio in the Ohio State game, then I think you can start talking about it. But to me, JJ throwing eight times is uh isn't an indictment of him. It's a credit to Chop Robinson and company, as we talked about already. Um, and and credit to Sheryl Moore for just hammering. Blake Corum looked like he was back too. By the way, I thought his best game of the season with a bloody face. Well, sick. Yeah. yeah, that's a warrior. Um. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't buy it. I think it's really, really, really reactionary. I think it's really funny, though. It's very funny. Um, stupid Twitter, but yeah, I, like, look, if this happens again with Ohio State, you know, it's a big game. They pull back, then I think you can start talking. But if you watch this game, I think it's it's a no. It's not a talking point, in my opinion. But I'm biased too. So, um, more seriously from that game, Kendra Lambert yep. Smith. Every yep. time I watch Penn State, yep. like. That's been like Drew Aller isn't what they thought he was going to be, but yeah. also Penn State not having that go-to receiver that they f- feel like they always have had yeah. under James Franklin. It's been a big issue. And Keandre, Keandre Lambert Smith has the talent to be that, but man, drops have just plagued him this year. Yeah, I kind of like, you know, remember the Ohio State game where I'm like, I kind of try to focus in on him rewatching, and I'm like, you know, what? he didn't play that. I was kind of holding the water still, and then this game was just no show. He had a catch for six yards, and yeah, just complete, complete no show. Like. Definitely felt like, you know, Michigan was just like, Aller can't beat us, and there's no one outside that can beat Johnson or uh, Wallace or Sanderson in the middle, right? It just felt like a, yeah. And that, that hurts me, too, because I really, really liked Lambert Smith in the summer, and I, I thought he started off with a couple of nice games, too. And, yeah, that sucks. Um, especially in this in this class, man, that really hurts. I had him here as well. Um, okay, I'll give you another big name, and I kind of want to know what you, you think. Because it's maybe just me trying to talk a little bit because it's hard to get bad guys sometimes. I thought Cole Bishop struggled. Okay, good. I thought Cole Bishop struggled against the Huskies. So I didn't want to say it, but uh, so I just ended up putting best prospect prospect matchup, the Washington receivers against the Utah yeah. DBs. Yeah. Cause, but I would have obviously Washington receivers won that battle. But because I thought uh, Zemaya Vaughn had some good reps for Utah, and he's, he's the other big draft. Uh, defensive back mm-hmm. hit some good reps but also like just couldn't hang with the athleticism size of Polk and uh, of Adante yeah. and then yeah I thought Cole Bishop like even like Giles Jackson yeah working the slot was like just chain moving out of there I thought Cole Bishop's coverage chops came mm-hmm. into question a little bit in this one mm-hmm. Reed Reed has some struggles too but uh, Cole Bishop a little bit of more of a headline there yeah and no, I agree with you it just I don't want to see he was getting picked on, but yeah, I agree with you. Just like was left in coverage a lot, 
on these dudes and had his struggles. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Mich- Sorry? No, I was just going to say, I got one more guy, so go ahead. Okay. Michigan State linebacker Cal Halliday, yeah. who I don't know if you remember, like he had some I remember coming into the year. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I guess Michigan State, he just looked like the, or against Ohio State, he just kind of looked like the classic Big Ten linebacker to me, where it's like, yeah, he makes a lot of tackles, pretty good run defender. Yeah. Like, cannot hang in space. He's a classic Michigan State linebacker. Yeah. Um, okay. Last one. This is just stick a fork in it, okay? Tyler Van Dyke. <laughs> fork. It's over. Um, didn't start. Didn't start. Had to come in. Did, did finish. Did finish. Williams looked like he broke his arm. That was awful. Yeah. Um, was playing well too. That really sucks. Finished and uh, he's finished. <laughs> I just two for seven, twenty nine yards yeah. for a pick. Yeah, it just which I like it sucks he because transfer. He does need to transfer. It just sucks because, like, he looked so good two years ago, and then he started off nice this year. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, it's coming. And it's really just fallen off the rails. Let me check these numbers here. It's, like, pretty mind-boggling. It's 11 interceptions in his last five games. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's After bad. throwing one in his first four. Yeah, that sucks. Also, also... Five touchdowns to 11 interceptions in those five. Okay, well, no, you're, sell- four, you're selling me Four now. touchdowns coming against North Carolina. Shout out Gene Shizik. Um, uh, I also put Ulysses Bentley, the little Miss runner back. Yeah. Just feels like he has, like, some weird, like, people are really in his corner. And I think he's going to be a useful NFL player. But, like, people are talking about him as, like, one of the best, like, m- maybe even the best senior running back. Really? And it feels like Ole Miss just doesn't, like, utilize him that much in their big games. And so, I don't know. I've been in the Ulysses Bentley corner for a while, as you remember. But, yeah, no, I don't. I think that's a good one here because I just, he looks like a guy that can be, you know, Maybe a late round pick, but uh, yeah, he just hasn't. He hasn't made an impact at, at Ole Miss, as you kind of said. Um, my out of nowhere prospect, Cody Schrader, the Missouri running back. I I put him for transfer. I know it was last year, but fuck, man, like coming up from Truman State and putting an entire team on his back in a top fifteen SEC matchup. That's that's just 40 special. Forty touches. That's special. Three hundred. And uh, 21. Uh, 21 yards. It felt like I messaged you because I watched this game after the fact. I said, it's just every play seems like it's going to end, but it's also it's working. They can't stop it. Um, Yeah, new favorite player in the country. <laughs> like, just, oh, my God. I But, like, good contact mm-hmm. bounce, good vision, physical guy, catch the ball really well. Yeah. Rex Burkhead. <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah, because like, Missouri offensive line was blocking well, but it wasn't like it was just like, you know, massive hole after massive hole. Schrader was doing the work. He was, he was like, yeah, like you said, good vision and <laughs> good contact balance. And yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed Schrader. I think that was a hell of a ball game and just so much fun. How much did it just fed him? Absolutely fed him. Um, my out of nowhere, he hasn't, I don't know, he's not, not super out of nowhere. But it's a guy that Utah's kind of taken some time to develop, and it's it's the receiver Devon Vele, who is six foot five and just makes plays. I, I thought he was the most dynamic player on that offense on Saturday. Um, five catches, buck forty five. It felt like the one guy that Washington really couldn't contain. I know that the, the offense looked really good in the first half, and then just Washington's defense stepped up huge in the second half. Uh, I almost felt like it's because they didn't get Valley the ball enough because he he was just a really tough dude to stop. And with that size, looks like a really good athlete too. 
you're a real interesting dude in that like you know later round potentially i don't know where people see him honestly but later round potential uh as a playmaker i, I like him a lot um he he felt like it without them they would not have been in that game yeah pretty much he's their version of roma Dunza. pretty much yeah <laughs> um my prospect meme looks stupid as christian Jenkins. yeah mine was Jaden daniels and prospect versus prospect matchup. I mentioned the Washington receivers against the Utah DBs. Also the Michigan offensive line against the Penn State D-line. Because I think you saw the, both their strengths and their weaknesses. Yeah, that's a good one. I like. I went the other way. I kind of wanted to talk Olu against the Michigan defensive line. Because I, I thought, I thought oh, let's let's just talk both. When we get the big Big Ten boys, we got to talk trench play. I love that. Let's start, with, let's start on your side first. Go ahead. Which is my side? Uh, Michigan offensive line. We talked oh, a lot of Penn State defensive line. Okay, fair. Um, I thought just like the way they just imposed their yeah. way in the run game. Yeah. Like Zach Zinner looked really good. He did. Uh, Zinner I was thought great. Keegan looked good in space. Um, Everyone but Barnhart. Just, Would you think your guy Henderson? Yeah. Yeah? Um, good enough? Yeah. I think, I think like, well, well, I think he's like a really interesting day three guard prospect at this mm-hmm. point. In his own scheme, I just think he moves really well. But Zach Zinner, like, came into the year as potential IOL one. I don't think he's done anything to hurt. Like, yeah. I know other guys have potentially emerged. But, like, Zach Zinner's just going to start for 10 years, and this game is, like, perfect um, perfect tape to show that. Just, yeah. like, he looks so good pulling, too. Yeah, he is. Uh, That's a plug-in. Like, the, you take him 40th, you plug-and-play 10 years, you're happy. Like, that, a couple Pro Bowls type of dude, I think. That... Penn State front seven is so athletic. Not even just Isaac and Chop, but like Abdul Carter, who yeah. we talked about. And, and Curtis Jacobs is going to be one of the most athletic linebackers in this draft yeah. class. And like this big, mean offensive line. Like I, I thought what stood out the most wasn't like I know how powerful and mean they are, but I thought it was just the ability to move is the thing that there. I thought was the most impressive. Drake Nugent looks like he's going to be like a. Yeah. Mid day three. Yeah. Yeah. This will probably start for a couple of years. Jared Patterson comp. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And flip, let's flip this around. Michigan, obviously, we've talked to the interior guys a little bit. They don't have like that big time pass rush on the edge, but I, I thought Olu, maybe his just, at least this year, maybe in his career, his best run blocking performance. I thought he was a monster as a run blocker. He was wicked in this game. Next level stuff, like just constantly like, you know, sealing dudes out and moving dudes with reckless abandon and it looked awesome. And I I will say though, in, in pass pro, I thought not as dominant as usual, but still very high level. Like I'm just talking as a top think, end prospect, yeah. And the same thing happened against Ohio State. I think the rest of the offensive line is just like not that good. Yeah. And like and Aller's not very good. Olu, yeah, yeah, well. Uh, you overload one side. No, Olu's got to deal with so much eventually. He's going to give up a little bit of ground. Not much, but... I think the flag was elsewhere, but he had a clear holding at one point in the, later in the game. Uh, I think they didn't call. Rigged again. Well, the Big Ten hates Michigan. What else is new? But yeah, no, I know. But I... Again, I, not saying you struggle as a pass protector at all. But I almost think it's a it's even more of a kudos to him because of how fucking good he looked as a run blocker, and that's a franchise left tackle. That's that's another guy you just yeah. He's my I I I, caught, I, I, I cheated and I put him for a play the box score just because ah, like Penn a, State's yeah offense sucks. But man, every he's week the best player putting him fucking yeah blue chip. 
perfect tape. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, agree with you. And we went double Penn State. My Chop Robinson was the clear, clearly my guy this oh, yeah. week. Yeah, I, I was so bewildered yes. by the fact he didn't have any box score that I couldn't put him here. <laughs> yeah. Um, prospect being overhyped is for me. It's whatever quarterback people are saying is quarterback <laughs> three this week. Well, people are saying there's no quarterback three, so there's a bunch Which of quarterbacks. Is also, okay. Um, so who, who's the who? When you said that, who's the first that comes to your mind? Seeing Bo Nix in the first round. Yeah, I love. I'm a huge Bo Nix guy too. Never thought I'd say that. Well, the, uh, but <laughs> and like the, I, I, I really enjoy watching Michael Penix, and you oh, still yeah, see him in the first is, round. It, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just not. He's not. No, him. Bo Nix and Michael Penix are not first round quarterbacks. I. I can see it, like, I can see the vision with Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I can see the vision. But to me, those are guys, right now, if you take them the second round, I won't I won't complain. You know, maybe that's not where I'll have them, but I won't complain, I think, for any of those three. Um, my overhyped is, I'm going to one specific mock, and I'm going to name it, but I saw um, Florida's Edge, Princely, I don't know how to say his last name, Uma Liminen, I don't. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him in the top ten of a mock, and um, yeah. I, did you see the same mock? I hope, I hope. No, okay. no, I agree with it though. Yeah, okay. Oh, so please, I like him. I'm a fan, and like when he's um, when he's on, he's he's on. But it's just he, he like he has the talent to be like a top twenty guy. I think we've talked about that on the show earlier in the in the fall, but. I don't know. I think that's wild stuff. I think that's wild stuff right now. Obviously, that Florida defense has been brutal. He's had moments. He, he throws out some nasty pass rush moves, but that's just too rich for for my taste, Rob. That's uh, that's fair. I mean, this is a class where I'd, Dallas Turner might be the only edge who goes in the first, top ten. Sorry, yeah, top fifteen even. Who knows? Um, Latu, I, I'd like to say he's there too, but you never know what the hell. Yeah. Uh, so, Princely, you being there, that's a shocker to me. Uh, my transfer was Malik Washington. Mine was Cody Schrader. Uh, my small school guy who got my eye. How about Frank Gore Jr.? Yeah. Upsetting Louisiana in overtime with the game-winning touchdown. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago I was like, uh... I remember. Frank, I think, yeah, I said something negative. Since then, he's run for, like... 500 and something yards over his last three games with six touchdowns. <laughs> he's 30 yards short of 1,000. He's dominating the fun belt. I think the night um, after you said he had like 215 yards. 247 against upset yeah. uh, in two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Frank, I love Frank Gore Jr. Yeah, he's, he's so much fun. That's, so that's why like, this running back class clearly doesn't have that top dog and like the top five is really murky. But I think it's going to be a class where you're going to find a lot of solid backs. Like, the more and more we watch this season, and I, we kind of alluded to that, like, you know, these running backs kind of emerge. Um, there's guys that you really enjoy. It's just not they're not going to go top 100. You, you know, I, I was looking at it, and I was like, man, Frank Gore Jr. must be close to the Southern Miss rushing record. Uh, I forgot about, do you remember Damian Fletcher? No. That's other miss. Like, nothing didn't do anything. But, man, he ran for 5,302 <laughs> yards. And, and second, Ito Smith, 4,000. Of course. Of course. Judge Ito, baby. Frank's third at 3,800. He's got a chance. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the running back as well. Um, a guy that I think you were a fan of in the summer. Um, watch, watch the SMU. I thought Jalen Knighton looked good. Obviously, transferring over yeah. there. Had, did have, like, a really, really bad drop for, like, a huge long 
touchdown, but running the ball, which is this is what he does, he looks uh, he looks good. He's kind of always had that like you know slashy burst to him and yeah. 129 yards a touchdown. If that's a back, if that's the type of back you like, if that's the type of back you're looking for, he's going to offer that in like a, you know I, I day three. I kind of hope he goes back. I think he has a year of mm-hmm. eligibility left. Yeah, I, th- that, I think that'd be good. And this SMU is really trending up. Really trending up. They looked good. They looked they're a really good team. Did we rank them today? I didn't even see the rankings. I missed the rankings Preston too. Preston Stone. By the way, Preston Stone. Every time I watch him, yeah. like, this guy's got something. Yeah, oh yeah, he's uh, he's good. Go ponies. AJ's only supporting you because you survived the death penalty. That's coming Michigan's way. <laughs> uh, 